person just went and proofread my book and just provided suggestions. Uh, they specialized in children's books. So, like, for example, like, it wasn't just, like, grammar and spelling. They looked for, like, in the book for if you like animals, it's like, you could be this. And it's all, like, positive. And there was a couple where it was like, oh, if you think this is scary or there's some terms and they're like, oh, you shouldn't use the word scary because that provides, like, a negative connotation to that that um, job description or that job that you're mentioning. Um, so think of, like, a positive way to spin it. Welcome to Advice with Miss B, the podcast where you'll find the advice you didn't know you needed. Join me as we dive into everyday topics from taxes to laundry and everything in between. Whether you're a high school student, college student, a young professional starting out in the workforce, or just anyone really, I aim to equip you with knowledge and insights that will make your journey through adulthood easier and more enjoyable. So this is Advice with Miss B, and let's get this learning going. Today's episode is a little bit different because it's my first interview and I get to interview a children's book author who also does other cool stuff. So hang out with me while I interview Maddie. How do you say your last name? Goller. Like baller, but with a G. Nice. I like it. <laughs> um, who are you? Tell me about you. Yeah, so I um I'm a Denverite from Denver, like Wash Park area. Grew up over there. Um, I work in sustainability as a full-time job, so um, anything like energy, waste, all of that fun stuff. Um, and I'm very passionate about it, as well as like community engagement, so volunteering, um, and then child engagement. So I've been running a child care company since I started. I went to University of Denver. Um, so eight years ago, I started this company and have been running that successfully across the front range of Colorado um, and recently started writing books this year um, in 2023 all around like empowering kids to really pursue their passions that they're interested in, um, to find careers around it and showing them like how big the world is within those different topics, like animals or superheroes or um, just like the ABCs and, and using that to inspire them to keep moving with their passions. That's cool. What made you want to write children's books in the first place? Yeah, so I really like rhyming, um, dad jokes, all those kind of fun things. Um, I used to rewrite songs for fun. Uh, I haven't done that in a while, but I was really into music for a handful of years. Um, so I kind of, I haven't written in a while, and I was working with one of the kiddos that I used to watch, and she came home one day and was like, I'm going to be a vet. And I was like, why do you want to be a vet? And she's like, because oh, I like animals, duh. And I'm like, but why else? And she's like, that's it. And I'm like, well, you could be. And so I started like naming things. I'm like a dog trainer on TV. Like you could go and like work at a zoo and be a zookeeper. And I'm like, you could, there's just so many other things that you could pursue, like be a biologist. And her eyes had just lit up just from me, like throwing out these other ideas that she'd never heard of before. Um, and I realized how often we silo kids unintentionally just by providing them one suggestion. We think we're inspiring them, but we're actually putting them in a little bit of a box. Um, so I got inspired from that conversation and was like, I really like rhyming. I love kids and I love inspiring kids. Uh, so I decided to try to write this book, um, about animals specifically for this little girl I babysat. Um, and it turned out really cute and great. And so then I was like, I'm still feeling this inspiration. And one of my colleagues who runs, uh, our sanitation department for the company I work for, um, she was like, oh, you should do one on superheroes and make sure quality is in there because everyone forgets quality control managers. 
So that's where the second one came from. So it's really been like little inspirations. And then my boyfriend has never been to like a desert. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, we were like road tripping around in the desert. And he's like, oh my gosh, there's trees in the desert? So then we have this new series we're launching. It's like, really, it's inspired by him and just how excited he was as a 30-year-old man, like seeing the desert and not knowing that there's so much more to it. Um, so really it all comes like it started from this little girl in our conversation and, and it's continuously grown from little conversations from adults or from kids that I talk to. So I think I mentioned to you that I've thought about writing a book also and it kind of is the same thing. Like my son was in, okay, to be honest, we were all in the depths of a giant massive fit. Like I was not happy. My husband was not happy. My two kids were not happy. And the three-year-old was just inconsolable. And we were traveling. And so him and I just went outside and sat down. Like as a baby, he was very much an outdoor baby. And if you took him outside, he would instantly calm down and you could get him to sleep or whatever. And if you tried to go back inside, it would all flare back up and stuff. So I was like, you know what? This used to work. Let's just go. So we went and sat outside and I had read a book or listened to an audiobook about parenting. And one of the advice pieces was... Um, when kids are really having a hard time, like they're really stuck in that fight or flight kind of mode and trying to pull them out of it, like getting, getting them to look at something awesome or like something that inspires awe and that draw them out of that dark, angry place and try to get them to look at something bright and happy, I guess you could say. So we were outside, it was dark, there's no brightness, but, um, the only thing I could think of was the crickets were chirping and in Colorado, we have crickets, but not like where we were, there's actually like moisture. And so there's lots of bugs and stuff. Um, and so we just started talking about bugs and I came up with these weird cheesy stories. And then like he joined in was helping me come up with these different stories about all these different bugs. And every so often he'll ask me uh, to tell him about the bug parties. That's what they were. They were just different kinds of bug parties. And I was like, you know, I should, I should write this down. And other kids would probably like this too. And I, I'm a science teacher at heart. So the environmental part behind everything that you do, I'm like, yeah, tell me more about that later. But, um, so I'm like, I could totally include like science bug facts and everything else in this book. And I was like, maybe we need to do this. And ironically, a long, long time ago, I was going to ask you later how you found your illustrator. But, um, I had a student who was an amazing artist, amazing Mm -hmm. And one of the assignments that I had them do at the end of the year was they could either pick an old wives tale and research the science, if there was any science behind it, or they could write a children's book for any, any science topic explaining that. And this girl turned in this book and I still have it somewhere. It is beautiful. And I told her if I ever write a book, she will be my illustrator. And I actually reached out to her on Instagram and she's like, tell me more. And whenever you're ready, let me know. And I was like, yes. You kind of mentioned about your books already that they're like different career paths and stuff. If you like different things, what process did you take? So you got this idea, like how did you, you self-published, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, I self-published. So explain to me this process. Like how do you do that? Yeah. So I initially actually went the route of looking for an, like an agency to use. And then I talked to other authors that I, sorry, I spoke with. Wow. English is hard today, I guess. I spoke with other authors that I knew um, and I found out like I wasn't using this as a way to like make a ton of money. You, I found out as an author, you actually don't technically make very much at all, if anything. Right. Um, but I wanted to be able to share the message and I still wanted people to get like some compensation. Um, so I found out the uh, the one route was going to be 
A, very intensive, um, and sometimes they actually make you put money in as an initial investment. And then in addition, you get like, I think it's 20% royalty. Um, so it's all this, ro- the royalty talk is what you'll hear a lot of in the author world. Um, so they, you got a lot of work before and then not a lot of reward. It just seems like a lot. So I did try to talk to some different agencies and the processes were just really hefty. And uh, especially with kids' books, they're easier to make than, you know, your 80,000 page books that are traditional chapter books. Um, and so there's, they're just easier for, for publishers to find, um, like illustrators or authors for. Um, so then I was looking at self publishing through an agency. There's like self published companies that will help you do it, but they still charge you a hefty amount for that initial fee. Um, so like when I was talking to, if, I've met like self-publishing authors that have used those. It's very helpful because they get you on all the different platforms. Um, they make sure everything's formatted. So they do do a lot of the back-end work because they know what they're doing, but you're going to pay for it. So if you are comfortable putting in that initial cop- like capital, they will do all that hard labor for you. But it, again, it comes at a cost. The same thing with illustrations. Some of them require you to use their illustrators some of them you you can uh, bring on your own person. So there's kind of variations between the self-publisher um, publishing firms as well. So that's kind of like the hybrid approach. So I looked at that, talked to a couple different um, companies that did that. I ended up using one for the initial editing round. So I did pay like a portion just to make sure the first book was like really well edited. But then after like doing more research, I decided to go my own route. Um, so what I ended up doing is going it's the Amazon way because it's the easiest way to distribute. And so they have this website called it's KDP, and I don't know what it stands for. I think it's like Kindle Direct Press or something like that. But it's kdp.amazon.com. You can track your bookshelf. You can um, manage all your books that way. And then the best part is you go through a process. So you start off with like when you first get on the page – um, you have to set up like whether it's part of a series or not. Um, if it is like, you know, provide the details of like what the series is about. Um, and then give them a detailed description of like what the book is. So you walk through this initial kind of just like information for the book. Then you get onto the second page. I'm currently looking at it. That's why I know exactly what's on it because I'm about to publish another book. I'm trying to today, um, but it's uh, the paperback content. So then what you need to do is find an ISBN. Um, if you use Amazon's ISBN, you cannot sell it anywhere else. Um, so my biggest suggestion, if you go on to, um, it's, what's the website called? It's Volker, B-O-L-K-E-R. And I think it's called My Identifiers or something like that. You can buy ISBN numbers there, but you can buy them in bulk. So if you plan on publishing... Um, more than one book, it's the best way to go. And then the same thing if for each type of book, you need a different ISBN. So if you want to go hardback and paperback, you, that's two different ISBN numbers. So my suggestion for self-publishers is unless you really want to limit yourself in terms of where you can sell it, use your own ISBN. And then your imprint's usually just your name unless someone else is publishing it for you. Um, but then you get to go through all your print options. So you can choose if it's like black and white interior with like cream paper or with white paper, if it's standard color or premium color. Um, you can do the trim sizes, whether it's bleed or not, like matte or glossy. And then this is the 
point of annoyance for me, but that's when you, this is when you upload your manuscript and your book cover. Um, the manuscript has to be in their page, like sizing. And so I have probably 200 copies of one book because the page sizing is not working and what they're saying it's supposed to, but I'm doing the right dimensions. So it's just kind of like a, a fun, fun project. Um, they did create a new thing for book covers, which I highly recommend using if you can, but it's called a cover creator. So you can upload your JPEG because the issue with the cover is it has to be double the length because it does cover and back at the same print. Um, so that's another like headache and a half is that you have to take your cover and then convert another page to the side of it to make it one longer page. So there's just like little things that like when I made my first one, I learned the hard way. And I still am like not an expert on. So it takes time and patience and it can be very frustrating. The nice thing is like you get a preview of it too. So you can launch the preview and then you can order a proof, which I highly recommend too. Um, you do have to pay for it. It's worth it because like I just got one of my proofs in today and there's like a little bit of trim that's still white on the front cover. So I'm like going to have that fixed. Like that's what I'm working on right now. And then there was a spelling error in it. So I was like, perfect. I can fix that before people buy it in bulk. You should save your proof. Cause that could be worth like a billion dollars one day, whenever it was like, you proof of this book before it went crazy. I know. Well, some of them have spelling errors too. Um, I gave them all actually to my, my current boss. Um, cause she's got like four grandkids, well, four sets of grandkids. She's got four mm -hmm. kids herself. So she's got eight little kiddos. Um, so I was like, here's some like OG copies of it. Cause I don't, I'm living on the road right now. I, I should say this current one. Um, but yeah, so that's the process. Then you go through the paperback rights and pricing. Um, the nice thing about their pricing on Amazon is you put in the amount. Like, So my books sell for $9.99 on Amazon. I put in that amount for US. It converts it to all the other currencies. So if you want to sell abroad, like I'm dual citizen. So some of my family lives in Australia and they've been able to buy it and sell it, to, like send it to friends and whatnot. Uh, and I have some people in like the UK I know that have bought it. Um, and then the cool thing is it tells you what you're going to make, so your royalties. So Amazon is better than like in terms of royalties. I think it's 60% of the profits. So it tells you how much it costs to make that book, what you're going to sell it for, and then what your like cost estimate is per book. And then there's a reports page. So once you start selling them, it gives you a monthly report of like how much you sold, which books have sold. Etc. And then you can do marketing. Um, I personally tried to test the marketing recently. Um, it didn't seem to work very well. Like it didn't launch the campaign. So I'm going to try it again. But um, what I have heard and I am trying to test out is that they you you can get clicks. So you get you have to pay per click that it, it is achieved. Or um, and a lot of times they might like fake those clicks because they can just decide there's clicks. So they can AI bought it. That's what I'm worried about. So I want to see how many sales I get, not just clicks, um, to see if it's worthwhile. So I can get back to you on how that works. But um, it's really easy to use this Kindle Direct Publishing website. It is a struggle to first get up there. And again, the page sizing is, I guess, the biggest headache I have. But um, yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to easily get published on a big website like Amazon. Ah, we're out of time for this episode, but you can find Maddie's links to her books on my website, buzzgoesbee.com. Also subscribe to the podcast, Advice with Ms. B. Make sure you don't miss the second half of the interview because Maddie and I have way more to talk about. She was really fun to hang out with and 
yeah, so make sure you subscribe, automatically download Advice with Miss B, check out the website, buzzgoesbee.com, and my social media for Instagram is buzzgoesbee, and you can find more information about Maddie.